Hi, and welcome to Loud and Short of It. I'm Ramsey the Loud One. And I'm Jesse the Short One. And this week we have a variety hour for you under the new format. It's yep. going to be five episodes on YouTube split up in a playlist and just one big episode on Spotify. Breaking out the topics so you can just get you can you can pick and choose what you want. Let's get right into it. Television. Boom. What do we have for television this week? Uh, this week, there are rumors of a Ubisoft deal with Netflix in the work. Mm. Ubisoft, a video game fucking developer. A French publisher? one. Yeah. I just found that out. A French one. Ubisoft in French means swirly in English. Is that a joke? Is that for real? This is a joke. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> for a second, I, I, I believe that a video game company was so fucking corny that I was like, damn, that's that's hard to hear. <laughs> It's, a, it's the context of any good joke is that it's just yeah, believable yeah, yeah. enough to not be funny. <laughs> so uh, Ubisoft, a uh, uh, company that makes uh, games where essentially it just points you in a direction and tells you to pick something up and kill stuff along the way, just has the fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Has the nuts on to be like, hey, we're going to make films and TV shows now. Yes. So basically, a lot of this isn't really even rumors. It's pretty set in stone, except yeah. for the fact that it might not be a Netflix-specific deal. And I'm just going to yeah. dive through each of the individual projects that have been "quote unquote" released or not or not released, but are rumored to be taking place. Yeah. The first one being the Division movie. Yeah, this has been developed in development for a fat yeah. minute. Yeah, and this yeah. one's not that exciting. I mean, not that new because it's a Tom Clancy thing. Yeah. There have been Tom Clancy movies, Tom Clancy video games, crossovers between the two of them. Yeah. That's Jake Gyllenhaal is connected to this one. I think he is, mm-hmm. which is a weird. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I um, think uh, it's funny that this is like one of the because the first one they already did one on Netflix, which was uh, Michael B. Jordan was in. It's called like No Mercy or something. And it's just some shitty Tom Clancy movie because there's a fuckload of Tom Clancy movies. Yeah. And uh, but at the end of it, there's a stinger, and he's like, "I'm putting together a new initiative." And they're like, "Ooh, what is it?" He's like, "It's uh called the Rainbow Team or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, very cool. I'm not watching this shit." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch it. I yeah, don't care probably. how bad it is. <laughs> Um, but that's exciting, and then what everybody who knows anything about Ubisoft is waiting to hear, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Apparently is getting both a live-action show mm. and a cartoon show at the same time. I think that's kind of perfect. Assassin's Creed works super well in television. It's I not going to work as a movie. I think it's ingenious to make an Assassin's Creed television show, but I think hitting two at the same time is just diluting what pool might be watching. Am I really going to be watching Assassin's Creed the live action and Assassin's Creed the cartoon? I don't think that's the th- the thought process here. I think the thought process here is that you are going to be watching the live action Assassin's Creed and then people who really fucking care are going to watch the live mm. action Assassin's Creed and also cuz I imagine the the cartoon one is probably going to be super anime styled. Yeah. And that's just if you make anything remotely similar to anime now as far as style goes, <laughs> you're going to make money. It's 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 fucking point. nuts. And I think I think you're right. Just back on that, the not shitting on them coming out with two at the same time or two around the same time yeah. is Assassin's Creed of all video games is set up to be a TV show. Yeah, I mean they made two great games with amazing storylines, and then they quickly found that perfect Call of Duty style mentality of like yeah. we can release a game every year. The central storyline ceases to matter yeah. and we can just pop these babies out and people love them that's what you need this could be yeah. a cw show that's true yeah i think well see what i want out of it is i want something that's like vikings or the last kingdom of level like i want like that amount of storytelling like if they do what i want them to do which is to fucking tell the story of altair again mm-hmm. and not enough fucking and then, yeah don't add aliens to it yeah and, then, yeah, yeah. and then give up on it <laughs> just hit that perfectly and you will just it will be perfect everyone will be very happy i think uh, 
I mean, a, a, a show starred in Jerusalem right now that's about pushing out <laughs> Europeans might be a little iffy for some, but uh, uh, I think it could be cool. And yeah, just stay away from the modern day shit. The Assassin's Creed series, I will say real quick, very good. I think as a oh, whole, yeah. I don't think there's one game in there that would be like, this is a horrible thing and you shouldn't play it. There's All of a, it's like pretty good. There is a story drop off after the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the overarching story. They still have interesting, fun yeah. things they're doing in every game. I'm yeah. not bored at all. Out but. of all the, the, the serialized franchises, I'm shocked Assassin's Creed. Like, even the bum-ass <laughs> ones I played through, and I was like, that's not... That's like a seven. Yeah. Also, those it's completely rose-tinted glasses that I have any of these opinions on, because if you yeah. go back and play the first or second Assassin's Creed, the combat fucking so miserable. Yeah. It's just a button masher. Yeah. Um, then you got Far Cry and Far Cry Blood Dragon. I'm not sure how these are related or if it's just going to be kind of like a, a generalized Ubisoft having different characters from different games interacting, but these are both yeah. going to be anime-style animated series which sounds Bro, fucking mm. weird but far yeah. cry has enough like odd interesting characters that you could really you could push the envelope on some stuff that's true i think the the biggest thing with far cry now far cry right now is like my biggest problem that always is like the branding of far cry makes no fucking sense <laughs> like every time this shit comes out there's a new announced trailer it's like this like oh this very serious warlord or whatever and then you get in the game and you can have a pet alligator and it's just like <laughs> there's no consistency so like i would like either them to go balls to the fucking wall or just have something to be like here's our animated series and it's very serious because we don't have to convince you to like no. playing the game if they're including already the idea that the blood dragon thing is going to be somehow involved yeah. this is going to be balls to the wall bonkers hilarious Probably, i assume yeah. it's going to be more of a comedy than a drama in any in any way <sighs> that sucked dude Far i Cry like has it. so much fucking potential <laughs> um then that that's all that i that i found that was confirmed or or hesitantly confirmed yeah um but i just wanted to throw out my own idea here mm. prince of persia Hasn't been a good one in, I don't know, a decade. They made that that more animated style, the the kind of shell-shaded one. Oh, and yeah, And that one yeah. was pretty dick because it, it, there was no rules and you could just die and respawn yeah. right where you fell off the mountains, which isn't what made Prince of Persia fun. But I think that's the kind of game where they need to make a TV show or a, something out of it. Because Prince of Persia had, I mean, at the time it was made, there wasn't explorable worlds. They didn't yeah. have that in in games yet and writing in games just wasn't as good back then do you remember those games though like do you remember the story and shit yeah there's nothing to them that yeah but the main bad guy is like he's like ah my uncle the vizier is a bad guy Ooh, i found a knife and it makes me into a, <laughs> a, a like a dark version of me and i was like but that's what i'm saying D these video games don't need to be just remade in, in that same style if somebody takes Prince of Persia, the intellectual property of it, and makes a TV show, and they just don't stick to a lot of it, and they're just like, we're just going to make it better. Yeah. But, but have the general idea of the sands of time and everything. Only the biggest nerds that. are going to get mad about it, and everyone else. It could be such a cool show. Yeah. I think if you get mad about something like, like especially with Prince per Persia, it's just like, bro, like, you don't understand how storytelling works. <laughs> like, I think you just like something as a kid, and that's it. Like, it doesn't go deeper than that. Yeah. But... Nonetheless, it's super exciting. Yeah, I think so too. I just, uh, I think one thing that I'd like to see is like maybe do something with like Splinter Cell because there hasn't been a Splinter Cell game in like fucking ten years. I and think I, like, there was, so was good. but I did, wanted to not focus on more Tom Clancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough though. It's like Ubisoft's half their fucking brain is Tom Clancy. Yeah, that's very true. Which is like you know, it's it is what it is. But I don't know. I want to see. I want to see cooler shit out of this. I want I want less of these like video game adaptations to be these like cookie cutter boring ass like what whatever like 
templates of other like action bro movies that they can yeah. fit their franchises into because it just it hasn't worked for years. That is a lot of it is just copy and paste the characters yeah. over the same story. But that's why I think Prince of Persia could be that yeah. change. And Make, Assassin's Creed definitely has the potential to switch that. Yeah, up. they could take that some some crazy. I, just, directions. I feel like they're either gonna make they're they're either gonna take a lesson from that Assassin's Creed movie and they're gonna be like, all right, let's get rid of the modern day stuff, or they're gonna fuck it up even worse. And they're gonna be <laughs> like, nah, the the history stuff was the issue here. Let's let's just make the modern day stuff really good. Yeah. It's like, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. About to get a Desmond solo series? <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> just a white room for, for four <laughs> seasons. But I think that's all we got for television. Yeah. Exciting stuff to come. And yeah. as always, Netflix is just involved in everything Netflix that's ever gonna a, happen. Got a finger in every pie. Yeah. Okay. Ready to get into politics? Politics. Let's do it. Uh, this one. This is going to be. It's going to be a mouthful. There's a lot. Yeah. To go over. This is one of our classic political recaps from Jesse. Mm-hmm. But this one is on every Texan's mind this yeah. month. Lots going on, and for the past six months. Yeah. The thing that none no of us kidding. had heard about before, and then all of a sudden, all had to know about. Exactly. ERCOT. The. Mm. Um, let me make sure I get it right. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas. Damn reliability thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the <laughs> bold. If you're gonna if you're gonna make an acronym like that, it needs to be three letters long or a word. Yeah, I agree. You can't. What what the fuck is an ERCOT? They should have figured out. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna do it here because it's not my job. But like, they should have made it Star or something. I don't know. Mm. Something cool. <laughs> uh, the Alamo Energy Services. Yeah. Imagine anything. Fucking anything. Republicans other than... have no vision, bro. <laughs> um, but before I get into what happened this month, I'm gonna dive into a, do a quick and brief history of ERCOT. Yeah. Basically, within the United States, there are three electrical grids. There's the Western Grid. There's the Eastern Grid. And there's ERCOT. We are the only state. <laughs> who has managed to dip out on federal regulation. The twerp little brother of America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so basically what happened was electricity was invented. God when? Said, God said, let there be light bulbs. And then um, different independent power plants showed up all across Texas and the United States, and some of them were like, hey, if we connected together, one of us is missing a little bit of power sometimes, we can help each other out back and forth, you know, and work together. It'll be, it'll be nuts. Like, a society like would a work? society would <laughs> like. work, um, and everything was going swell. And then, um, just for different reasons, some states had some problems. Some mm-hmm. some wars happened, and, and energy needed to be shifted different ways. And the federal government was like, "Hey, we need to we need to all be involved. Everyone needs to work together." And Texas said, "Fuck no." And the feds, the way they wrote the law, said that if you send energy across state lines, that's now federal trade, and they can regulate you. So. Every independent power plant in Texas all decided to form a, a monopoly or <laughs> form a monopoly together and say we're not going to send any power outside of Texas. That way the feds can't do anything to us. Yeah. So they all made that decision. They only broke that rule twice. They broke it during World War II and got special permission to send it over to the Gulf to help help with the war and then accidentally in 1976 they sent power to oklahoma for a couple hours accidentally it was an entire (laughs) cornfield lit up dude (laughs) basically we wrote laws that for some reason forced us to send the power to oklahoma even though we didn't want to and then when we did that 
the feds came in. They were like, well, you did it, so now you're under our control. And it was a huge court case, literally referred to by at that t- ERCOT at that time. It was called the Second Battle of the Alamo. Oh, how seriously they were taking well, this. Sir, we never forgot this one. <laughs> this was the important one. Um, and somehow Texas went out on that and still didn't have to um, join in the – the federal grid yeah. in any way. It just sounds so insane to me. Yeah. It makes and, no sense. And it gets weirder and weirder. We also are connected to Mexico in multiple positions. Mm-hmm. And in 2011, actually had to reach out to Mexico when we had a big freeze and ask them to send us power because we couldn't ask the federal government to help us out or any of the states near us to help us out. Because if they did, then we would have to join the rest of the country. So, But if we could ask Mexico and just pay them. And that would solve our problems. You remember the conversation we had about how I was like, I don't think I'm going to move out of Texas. I'd like to stay here. Cause mm-hmm. I love all- yeah, I'm fucked up. Cap, cap, <laughs> lies. I was, I was a big, ugly liar. And fuck, fuck this. This is insane. Yeah. So basically, the whole point behind this is it works twofold. One, the yeah. feds can't regulate us. And two, it allows a functional monopoly with government oversight to set prices how they want and yeah. price gouge and do anything else. They I like want. how people say feds can't regulate us is like a plus when <laughs> reality is just like, it is so blatant that the feds need to fucking regulate you. Like you're not doing it on your own. Like, yeah. It's not working. And I mean, this is, this is like, if you needed an example of how idiotic it is to believe that the free market is good for all purposes, mm. it, it isn't when it's things people need to not die. Yeah. There is no incentive for the Texas power grid to provide energy for people who can't afford it. There's no yeah. reason to. They, they, they're, they're not looking out to build a better society. They're looking out to make as much money as humanly possible. Jesus Christ. Um, so, that's the history. Now let's mm-hmm. get into February. Everybody remembers Snowvid, the great, the great, the great white winter storm. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Snowvid's the best All we remember it. is that February sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, got a catchphrase for it. That's just it. Basically, everything failed. Coal plants failed. Wind turbines failed. Everything went down all at once. Yeah. The only thing that didn't was solar. Solar exceeded and did better than normal. Um, and then at the same time that it got cold, everyone needed heat at the same moment. Obviously, a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But what's and this led to five people at ERCOT stepping down. Those five people didn't even live in Texas. We're just in it for money. They came in. They were like, oh, we're really, really sorry. Yeah. Other things that changed were that Abbott signed some arbitrary legislation that basically said, hey, please, um, if you want, Mr. Big Business, sir, um, if you're willing, at some point in time, no deadline, but please, I ask you, could you um, make your things weatherproof? And then wrote that as if it was a real bill. Which, fun fact, in 2011, when we borrowed electricity from Mexico, same bill got passed. Yeah. They were like, hey, please, Mr. Power Plant people and wind people, could you build their things to withstand the cold because you didn't this time? And a bunch of people got out their little spreadsheets and did the math. And they're like, okay, well, we could get uh, carbon turbines and we could yeah. we could, we could could put whatever around Saw the Saw a lot pipes. of dollar signs. Yeah. They got and, sweaty. and they were like, okay. Well, we could do that, and then we'd never run out of power during the cold. Yeah. Or we could just let it fail once every five years or so, and we'll yeah. make more money, and just some people will die. Like yeah. a few, like every once Whatever. in a while. Yeah. But no big deal. Um, Once again, that's the problem with the free market. They called Greg, and they were like, sir, this Excel says no, and Greg was like, okay. <laughs> they know their asses are covered because fucking Republicans run Texas. Then we're back to June. For unknown reasons, ERCOT literally came out and admitted they don't know why. 
20 to 25% more of the energy production all around the state, different different versions, renewable and non-renewable, mm. failed. Just they, just they they were like, we you don't know why. You think it's related to the winter storm? I have it no must idea. Be. Yeah, I, I got no clue. But yeah. this was at the same time that everyone turned their ACs on. Yeah. So once again, there's not enough supply for demand. But this time, instead of having to cut people off, they simply politely asked everybody in Texas to raise their ACs to 78 during the day and 82 when they're sleeping. Um, it's fucking absurd. Yeah. Do you want any also, reference for that? That's like 82 degrees is like when you're fucking camping and you're like blackout drunk. That's how you fall asleep. <laughs> like this, this is not that's like it, absurd. Other unheard states of in Texas. don't even know what 82 feels like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in addition to that, they asked people not to use their ovens and a couple other ludicrous things that people can't do. Yeah. Um, but basically they went as far as to use people's who had smart thermostats if they signed up with their energy companies through their cities. In the fine print, it said that they could control their smart thermostats remotely. So some people woke up in Texas in in different areas, sweating in their beds, and their smart connected Nest thermostat said 84 degrees on it. Big brother is chill when thermostat. (laughs) (laughs) Like big brother when when thermostat. Well, that's a company Messing yeah. with you, not the not the feds. As long as the feds yeah, yeah, yeah. are regulating, Texas is okay with I'll it. Be, I'd love to be owned by a guy who doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> now, Yikes. here is the 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 two things where I would say that this relates to. Obviously, this is terrible. Yeah, if you're a Texan. I don't even know what to tell you. We're just gonna have to keep dealing with this. I, uh, protest, vote more. I don't know. There's this this. We're fucked. There's not, yeah, vote um, more, I guess. But on a federal <laughs> level, this has such a profound impact. We've been talking for six months now about Joe Biden's infrastructure deal, back and forth, trying to get Republican support because Joe Manchin won't join it unless it does, and all the other arbitrary, ridiculous things that are coming out of this. Yeah. Um, but basically, America isn't a first world country in a lot of parts of this place. We yeah. don't have running water that people can drink in cities. We have bridges collapsing. We have um, energy grids in the second most populous state failing in the middle of winter. Yeah. And then while all of this is going on, we have the northwest of this country is 100 degrees. Austin yeah. is 90 degrees. We're not ready for anything. And this no. infrastructure deal does not combat climate change. Even if it does pass, yeah, it's a trillion dollars. Yeah, this is we're, we're going to spend four Jeff Bezoses to try to solve the fact that people died from it being too cold in Texas. They're going to die this week or next month from it being too hot in the Northwest, and they're dying because they can't drink water. But that's why we're fucked, though, because we have we have fucking like half half of the people representing this country are a bunch of fucking maniacs who literally just don't give a shit and they don't think climate change is real they don't think any of these things are actual problems they think the biggest problem is that there's not enough god in this country <laughs> and the other half are a bunch of fucking like career politician pieces of shit who so fo- or so focused on like preserving political capital that not for one second are they thinking that like hey Maybe I won't get to be like the Nancy Pelosi. Maybe I won't get to be the fucking whatever old fucks are in there <laughs> because there's go- we're gonna be dead. The country isn't gonna exist as we as we know it now. Yeah, and just from a from even like let's say you don't believe in climate change. Let's just let's just put that that insane person out there from just a capitalistic perspective and a patriotic perspective from this country. Every dollar that we spend building better roads building better infrastructure is not money you lose yeah. this is this is like if you buy a house and you're a normal person you you spend a lot of money 
You don't need you don't need to immediately pay for that. You can take that out and then it pays for itself over time. For every road you build that connects two cities, the amount of trade going between those cities is going to improve. Yeah. That's more taxes. That's more money. That's more jobs. Just across the board, there's no reason not to spend more money on our infrastructure. Yeah. And we're, we're literally going to reach a point where other countries are going to be better than us because they did improve their infrastructure. Yeah. And when global warming hits, which will happen... They're not going to be fucked, and we will be fucked. Yeah. Imagine the amount of money lost in Texas in February. Even if you don't care about the human lives or the suffering of people, the amount of money lost in February in Texas is absurd. Yeah. All trades stopped for a week. Nothing happened. A state hit pause. <laughs> it's fuck. It doesn't make any sense. I, I wish there was just a way I could sit here and think that someone else has an argument. Yeah. Like so, like there's another shot at there's another point of view on it, but like there really just isn't. Whenever you get down to the brass tacks of it, like we're literally just talking about not reinvesting into your country. Yeah. It's like then what are the taxes meant for? Are they meant to b- bail out fucking corporations? At that point, it's like, are you a fucking American or are you just a guy who likes to buy shit? <laughs> there you go. Damn. <laughs> Clip that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm ending on. I mean, yeah. we're only seeing we're seeing just fake legislation. We're seeing Abbott yeah. once again ask for p- things to get better, but nothing's getting better. We're seeing people step down, being replaced by the yeah. same fucking ghouls, but maybe this time they'll live in Texas as if yeah. that really matters. Dower ending to the politics section once again. Mm-hmm. You want a life at the end of the tunnel, you gotta make one, I guess. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's just hell at this point. Yeah, I really <laughs> did. I, I felt like we needed to discuss this one, and I and I was like, maybe I could find something a little more hopeful to talk about in politics, and the news this month was sadder than this. Yeah, like what? Oh, the Supreme Court this month decided that child slavery is okay for American companies to do as long as they don't do it here. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe a 6-3 decision on that one. Oof. Just, just right at, at Nike. <laughs> that one's less fun to talk about. Yeah. The history somehow there, even worse. Ooh. Well, you got energy problems or uh, child slavery. <laughs> America. America. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully next month there'll be something to talk about on this infrastructure deal other than more political pandering. Yeah, hopefully. Because nothing makes people want to vote in the midterms more than silly arguments. Exactly. Both sides just love listening about the silly arguments. I like handshakes and hugs between people who can't (laughs) can't agree on anything. Even if the other people are fucking insane. (laughs) Okay. That's that's all I got for politics. Yeah, that's our politics. Sorry about that. (laughs) Now we got movies. Let's try that again. One more time. Movies. Steven Spielberg's production company, Amblin, has entered a deal with Netflix. Two Netflix stories in one week. Oh, they can't be fucking stopped. (laughs) A finger in every fucking pie. Let me tell you what. We might have five Netflix stories next month. (laughs) Uh, Some backstory for this. Um, Netflix has been taking a really funny go of like the streaming service because you have to Mm -hmm. consider one thing. They are the godfather of streaming. Uh, and if you kind of look at Netflix's Netflix's trajectory of the past like ten years, started really hard on original series. That yeah. was a whole thing, and then you got like you got movies here and there, and then it was kind of just universally known like, oh, a Netflix movie probably dick, a Netflix TV show ooh must be amazing. Yeah. But as time has gone by, Netflix has started teaming up with fucking like big names. Martin Scorsese had an exclusive deal with Netflix. The Irishman w- contender for the Oscars, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't don't watch the Oscars, but it's a big deal apparently. <laughs> Um, 
had Martin Scorsese have an original film, Steven Spielberg, the the one of the other biggest names in Hollywood. Yeah. Now, to be clear, this deal does not ink that Steven Spielberg has to direct one of these movies, mm-hmm. but he's probably going to. Yeah. And I just think that kind of like opens up a bigger conversation of like, what is Netflix like? What what's next for Netflix? I feel like Netflix TV shows have not been good recently. I feel like there has it's been a long time since we've had like a super banger from Netflix. And I, but I think the movies have been like, yeah, I, now Netflix, there's a conversation we have whenever a, a Netflix movie comes out. It's like, oh, well, this is this probably going to matter a bit. <laughs> Netflix has definitely shifted the the uh, the TV show game to more of a getting out as much as possible and less yeah. of a putting out the bangers. But there's still there's hidden gems all the time on Netflix. Out of all the streaming yeah. services, I know this is just an ad for Netflix that we're giving them yeah. for free at this point. But, um, I mean... They're they're not they're not putting up dog shit. No, 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 no. That's all I'm saying though. But that's the thing though. Like like recently, whenever you get a recommendation for Netflix, like people just be like, oh, like Atypical or like these other uh, shows or whatever, like Working Moms or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, like great shows, shows that deserve to be on that platform that I'm happy about. But like that's not shit that's gonna take over Twitter. They're not taking yeah, no cultural lessons yeah, like, being built. There. You look at other they places. Got Stranger Things. That's that's, yeah. that's what they got still going. Which again, one of the biggest I mean, ones Witcher. ever. But they, they had Witcher. But Witcher's like more niche. Yeah, like Witcher Still, isn't something like like I couldn't I couldn't show my took dad over Witcher. My Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could like, but like I think that that's kind of like the bigger thing. Right now, you have Amazon, kind of like moving into like more long form shit, especially with the uh, Lord of the Rings series. They put like a, a billion fucking dollars into it. Is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO Max coming up is the number one. HBO Max is my number one streaming service. I don't. I won't even hear a conversation <laughs> about it at this point. They're the best movies. They have a, a ton of amazing TV shows that like trend on twitter every fucking day and it's just crazy but stuff like this makes me wonder like how the streaming like the conversation about streaming is going to change because steven spielberg has been one of the biggest fucking warriors for the cinema experience yeah one of the biggest people saying like i don't want to watch shit on streaming i want to watch shit in the movie so it's just like if they get steven spielberg like at this point, I've Steven Spielberg said that, and then the dollar sign started rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, quit, like, he quit on that shit real quick. He was like, "Hold on, hold on." <laughs> I haven't seen this Netflix money just yet. <laughs> Steven Spielberg Still called on that ET money. Yeah, he called like ten people. Was just like, "Oh shit, how do I, how do I make my own streaming service?" And they're like, "It's not worth it." And he's like, "Oh okay, where's the big dog?" <laughs> but I think uh, I'm excited to see what happens with this specifically because I just think that like with Spielberg. This is something that can uh, uh, appeal to everyone. This isn't the Irishman where it's yeah. rated R. You can't show your kids. It's like we have no clue what this shit's gonna, uh, what shit they're gonna come out with. And I want to see where Netflix goes next. Who who else they get? Because at this point, it's like streaming is the future. Movie theaters are the comeback has been kind of staggered. And uh, I don't know what the future of movies looks like anymore. And that's weird for me, someone who's had his finger on the pulse since he was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> It's a definitely a scary time for for movie theaters. Yeah, but also someone like me, <laughs> I got a nice TV. <laughs> I don't need to go to the movie theater. We also anymore. have seen Netflix has been open to the to allowing its movies to come out in theaters at the same time. Yeah, they come out on Netflix, so we could see that kind of that kind of shift to that everything post COVID is a theater and netflix release at the same time yeah and i think that the and i love that because there's some movies where i'm like i want to see that i want the full experience i want it on the biggest screen possible i want i want my popcorn with me and there's yeah. other movies where i'm like mm, not at all no. i much i don't i'm not gonna go shit see that. like mortal Kombat, where i was like there's no fucking way <laughs> i'm leaving my house 
Now, watch... Fast and the Furious. Next Fast, month. You gotta watch that in theaters. Come on now. <laughs> I've seen every Fast and uh, Furious movie in theaters since I was like, I don't know, when was one? 2001? Yeah, probably, <laughs> actually. I've probably seen every single one in theaters. They're all dumb as shit, but I love them. <laughs> But yeah, I just uh, I want to see where Netflix goes next with this because this is this is was insane to me. He's one person I never expected to see pop up on a headline. Yeah, you think, you'd Netflix. think because a lot of the reasons that you'd want to switch to the streaming is that a there's there's a big check to be handed to you personally and to build your movie and two there's not uh, the regulation. You're not yeah. worried. No one's no one gives a fuck if it's R rated. No one gives a fuck if it's PG thirteen. Yeah, no one gives a fuck what you put on that screen. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, and Netflix is gonna be okay with it. But it's Stephen fucking Spielberg, so I assume any bu- any movie he wanted to make, he could do it no matter what. No oh, 100%. one was going to tell Spielberg no. 100%. He wants to make fucking Super 8 too, that dumbass movie. They're going to give him the money. <laughs> Love Super Don't 8. give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go well. back and watch that episode. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, the last holdout now is like, if Netflix gets a James Cameron deal or whatever, I'm going to be like, damn, Netflix is just the god. Like, there's no <laughs> no more conversations to be had. It's uh, everyone wants a piece of Netflix. But uh, that's never sell out to Disney. Don't you fucking do it, Netflix. You don't. You don't think that. You think that'll happen? I can see it. Yikes! Well, <laughs> dour, sad. <laughs> that's all we got for movies. Get get out of here. Go to the next topic. <laughs> what do we got for random this week? Now you you know me. I'm I do. A man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of film. I'm a man of uh, pop culture. And there's one thing I love above most other things, and that's Star Wars. Star Wars and Kanye. What I love even more than Star Wars, though, yeah, is yeah. when people get fucking mad about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm old, and I don't care what happens anymore. Disney has renamed Boba Fett's ship, and nerds on Twitter are mad. So background for this, Boba Fett's ship is named the Slave One. Oh, this God. has been this has been deemed problematic. Star Wars has not shied away from dealing with slavery, as I guess they thought they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people on Twitter were just like, "Well, this is stupid. This is like fucking. This is an I- iconic ship name. You're gonna change the Millennium Falcon's name next?" And well, to no, that, the Millennium Falcon is named after yeah. a metal bird. And to that, oh, exactly. <laughs> and to that, I also want to say, ask me how many times uh, it's called Slave One in the series. How many times? Is Zero. Called- Oh. Zero times. That would make sense because as a mild Star Wars fan who's yeah. seen all the movies but doesn't care that much, never knew that was the name of the ship. 1980, maybe 81, I can't remember exactly. Empire Strikes Back comes out. Boba Fett is on screen for the first time. Han Solo gets dipped in carbonite and he brings him out to the to the whatever fucking bay in Cloud City. And mm-hmm. uh, Boba Fett goes, hey, bring him to the Slave One. My ship, the Slave One. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't. He says, bring him to my ship, because Boba Fett says six fucking words. (laughs) No one cares. The only reason you know this called the Slave One is because your mom knew you were a fucking dork and bought you the encyclopedia, (laughs) and you memorized every ship name. It's just the most, like, asinine thing. But that's did, the- now, can I ask you, did did Disney come out and say, hey, we're renaming this? Or did they just kind of quietly do it? All Quietly. All the, the new toys from the new Mandalorian stuff, because Boba Fett's back in the Mandalorian, um, have all been renamed Boba, Sh- uh, Boba Fett's Starship. See, I like, to take, I like to take the anti-Disney approach anytime I have the option to, because I wanted to be like, what a stupid thing to come out and be like, yeah. we're so progressive, we renamed the ship that wasn't a thing. Yeah. But if they just quietly did it, Kind of on Disney's team for the first time. Yeah. That's just a normal thing to do. It's uh, it's just insane, too, because people are just like, think this is like the biggest thing ever. But again, like it's never been called the Slave One. Like It is, obviously. Like, whenever I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that's the Slave One or whatever. But now it's like you're having this conversation where people are freaking out about this. Meanwhile, it's like 
Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter from Last uh, Star or Last Jedi or whatever the fuck. Everyone, everyone, all all the toys. It says uh, Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter. Do you know what its real name is? What the fucking the Tie Silencer? It sounds way cooler, but no one yeah. wants to call it the Tie Silencer. You call it Kylo Ren's ship because that's the fucking guy who rides it. The only reason the Millennium Falcon's called the fucking Millennium Falcon is because it's the fucking Millennium Falcon. That's yeah. all anyone calls it. I'm gonna call Boba Fett ship Boba Fett ship. In fact, you should. I'll probably just call it that ship. And not even you know probably have is. before. Honestly, <laughs> I bet a lot of us have. <laughs> I just, I don't know, dude. It, it is one of those things, though, where I just realized, like, how unplugged I am from, like, the nerd culture. That's a good thing to be. Oh, 100%. From. Yeah. But it's like, it is funny thinking of just, like, people trolling Twitter being like, this matters. Like, yeah. this is a thing I give a shit. It's like, dude, no. Like, everything with Star Wars now, bro, if everything that comes out now, at, like, uh, of something you loved when you were a kid sucks ass, and fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Star Wars is for kids. I would rather my kid not run around the park being like, hold on, let me grab my Slave 1 toy. <laughs> be like, hold on. <laughs> Maybe not, son. Maybe that's just Boba Fett's starship or whatever. <laughs> I'd rather him be named after like a fucking Asian milk tea than a, than a yikes, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my God. I, just go back if you haven't watched the other episodes that came out for this variety hour. If this is the one that has you upset, my fucking lord, you got some weird priorities. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the reason I picked this, because I was just like, this is our random talk, it's a topic, so I was like, what stupid shit did I have to go through <laughs> this week? Like, what moronic fucking, like, completely unplugged from real world, world problems shit that I see on Twitter this week? That's and this funny. was it, dude. This was it. I like it. Disney, I hope you just keep renaming ships. No yeah. How pro problematic or unproblematic yeah, they are. Yeah, don't go fuck. It sounds fun. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up on Twitter now just yeah. to go see how it matters. I'm not going to give you are. props. I'm not going to come out against you because it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you renamed a kid's toy. What do we got for video games this week? E3 happened. And guess what? Sorry, what was it again? E3? E3. No one gives a shit. Fuck E3. <laughs> I could not believe whenever it, like, came around. I mean, I'm old as shit now, so I don't care anymore. But I remember, like, when I was a kid, dude, like, my E3. Let's talk about the E3 memories for a mm -hmm. second. I used to fucking love E3 because I used to love video game journalism. G4 TV, man. Exactly, yeah. All fuck, time. G4 is great. I used to follow all of IGN shit the entire weekend. It was a complete blast. And the thing was, like, it was a good show. E3 used to be fucking awesome. Even if some of the shit that announced Especially was like Especially the years when consoles were going to be a thing. Yeah, And that 100%. used to just be insane. Yeah. The kinds of stuff they would show you. Yeah. But I think it falls under the same trap that phones do now. Do you remember when the first iPhone came out and then the iPhone 3G? And it was like that, that Apple conference. Yeah. Everyone in the world was talking about that Apple conference and shit was fucking nuts. Yeah. And then now... Did anybody watch E3? No. Did anybody nah. watch the Apple conference? Fuck no. They just made the same thing again. Yeah. I was, like, I was going through Twitter to like see the things announced. But the thing is, like, with E3, dude, like, Sony left a few years ago, and Sony makes does their own show, State of Play or whatever, and they do one in December or whatever. But the thing about that is, like, you really didn't realize how fucking hard Sony was going making these events worth it. Every big announcement was a Sony announcement. Remember, the first year they left, it was over. Because right now, like... What do you got? You got, like, Microsoft trying to pretend Halo isn't for old people. <laughs> like, fucking trying to sell Gears of War to, like, kids who don't care about buff dudes anymore. <laughs> but it's, like, uh, it's just funny, though, because that, that eight PlayStation absence is super felt. Because I, yeah. I looked through all the announcements. I wrote a few of them down here, but I looked through all the announcements. Nothing. Well, just nothing the competition has gone. I wouldn't even say it's that 
Sony used to be bringing all the heat. It was that Sony bringing anything made Microsoft be like, oh, shit, we're going to yeah. get the same thing. We have to do it. Everyone, They fought back and forth, and then it became like, oh, you got to pick a side. It's going to be exciting. Oh, what cool yeah. stuff is going to happen? And now it's like, wh- why does Sony's show have to be that great? Sony yeah. fanboys are going to watch it, and they're going to like whatever the fuck happens, yeah. or they're going to hate it and talk about it on Twitter, and that was still good. Yeah. And then E3 is now the Microsoft one, basically, yeah. and it's like, yeah, they're just going to do stuff. And- Dude. Fanboys are gonna like it. The last Sony conference was insane. The last Microsoft conference, the last, when that year Sony was there, they announced Last of Us two, and at the very, er, and they also announced God of War, the reboot of God of War. It was mm-hmm. just like that was fucking mind blowing to a ton of people. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then Microsoft announced like Halo seven or whatever the fuck, but it was cool <laughs> the moment because it was like it was all hype. But like this year, it's like, let's go through a few of the announcements, and these are the biggest announcements. There's not really a lot to argue about. The first one, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. From Square Enix. You don't remember Square Enix made the Avengers game? Mm-hmm. It was dog shit. It was horrible. This new Guardians of the Galaxy game looks better, but it's... Who the fuck cares? I don't care. Yeah. If you were going to release them in the order of being like, let's release one, see what we need to change and fix up and make better, and then the other one? Should have done Guardians first. Yeah. And then the Avengers game be good. And it's just weird. Like, the the Guardians game is like, you can only play as Star-Lord. You don't play as the other, the other five or four or whatever the fuck. However, there's something you'll like, though. It's just completely Kingdom Hearts. Mm. It's like blatant, like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII shit. I remember I was like watching, this, I was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not touching this <laughs> game. I don't give a shit." But uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. As one of the the biggest Kingdom Hearts fans in the in the universe, people don't like Kingdom Hearts because the gameplay <laughs> is fucking amazing. Like, I'm not sitting there being like, "No, I, I forgot Jesse likes it because it has to do with friendship." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy dropping. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, the biggest, the biggest news that came out of the C3 that I thought was, and I just thought it was funny. I thought it was pretty stupid. Starfield's a Bethesda game that was supposed to be, um, like I, I think it was supposed to be a Sony exclusive. Mm-hmm. Now it's come out since Microsoft bought Bethesda. Starfield's an Xbox exclusive. Okay. And so all the Bethesda games going forward are going to be Xbox exclusives probably. Which so the next Elder Scrolls. Probably Xbox PC exclusive. That is fucking nuts. Yeah. That's, that's a hard blow. Well, let me put it this way. Would have been a hard blow for Sony if they ever made another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been how many years? <laughs> also, begs the question is just like, what does Sony need at this point? Like, the PS5 has been like, what, people give way more of a shit than fucking uh, about the Xbox. Because it's like, you, you know, if you buy an Xbox, just get a PC. Yeah. I don't ever understood. I, I guess I kind of understand. I've made the argument in the past, but like, with the PS5, like, Sony just makes these dope-ass games that are essentially just movies, which are perfect for mm-hmm. people like me. <laughs> but I, I just I don't know what Microsoft's bringing to the table. Halo Infinite, the multiplayer, got revealed. Um, that's the next big announcement. It's cool. Ooh. It's Halo needs to die, but th- it looks more like Halo 3 or whatever. Uh, I, like our they, shit. I like that they finally stopped with the with the numbers, and they're just hitting it with the infinite. Yeah. Because now anything that comes out after the one named Infinite came out, yeah. you kind of know yeah, this shit's free to play, by the way. Hey, that'll be yeah, fun. So that'll be cool. I can convince you to download it for a weekend, and then we'll get <laughs> bored and mad because we're not 12 and can't spend all our time on it. <laughs> and then for the biggest announcement, <laughs> there's going to be an Avatar game. Oh, boy. <laughs> like like James Cameron's Avatar. Like is the blue guys. Like, like an, like an old-fashioned, like, follows the movie game? Or is it just in the universe? <laughs> I don't know. I saw the trailer. Okay. I started laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> I was like, I was down for the count. I, uh, yeah, I've never never wanted to play a video game where I'm a blue cat. No, never. <laughs> Not good. once. Uh, Ratchet and Clank's the closest I ever got. <laughs> uh, 
But I think uh, overall, just like Garfield, <laughs> going through all those, I, th- I think E3 is going to be done within the next five years. I don't, I don't think video game announcements work work like this anymore. I think if anything, we've learned the video game announcements just fuck over uh, developers. Yeah, like everything they forces dates yeah. onto things that don't need to have dates and everything else. And it's like, like, would I prefer things to not be so up in the air sometimes? Like, yeah, hundred percent. But you know, it's like. You want to market your game, finish it first. Yeah, like, I'd rather I'd rather have a finished game at an arbitrary date than a than a fucked up terrible game yeah. that has to be out on March second. Yeah, I just uh, E3 is I don't I don't think E3 was ever good for the industry. I think it was good for video game journalism, and I don't care to put money in those dorks' pockets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, at, there was a time where I think it added to the competition. Yeah, I guess so, and probably sales of consoles as well, just from the the conversations it generated. But when God you when damn. you separate them out and they're not then it's yeah. two separate conferences now the whole the whole that whole everyone has their own gone. shit. I think like a Nint- I can't remember if Nintendo was there or they had like a uh, whatever Nintendo Direct does. Yeah, but I just what's E three four anymore? It's weird. <laughs> if they if they were fucking cool, they'd make it completely an indie conference. I would hundred percent be like, hey, tiny ass developers, like let's let's ro- <laughs> let, let's make you some fucking bread. With the name behind E three, yeah, be very, a very cool switch to see. But they're not gonna do that because fucking life doesn't work out like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got for video games. Uh, yeah, get excited for the Avatar game. Hell yeah! Thank you for listening.